I guess I should post a disclaimer here. Randy Savage is inarguably one of the greatest and most dynamic pro wrestlers who ever lived, but he's also a personal favorite. So when I make a statement like, Randy Savage is almost the platonic ideal of the professional wrestler, everyone else is just a shadow on a cave wall awash in his light, maybe take it with a grain of salt. Or maybe don't. I mean, yeah, even though he descended into self-parody and meat-snack boosterism in his later years, that can't diminish what Randy Savage was in his prime. And I'm going to do my best to explain that without just resorting to superlative after superlative. But the fact is, with his singular physical charisma, absurd voice, and fondness for glitter and sequins, Randy Savage is probably pretty close to what most people imagine when they imagine the archetypal pro wrestler. Here, Savage, at the height of his powers, ruthlessly defends his Intercontinental Championship against the pure-hearted Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in what many call the greatest match of all time. Today, on I Hate Wrestling, it's Macho Man Randy Savage. History beckons. Welcome to the podcast. Do I say hello? Hi. Yes. I'm Sean. Say hello to the people out there. <laughs> Hi, Hi, people out there. I'm assuming that you can hear me. Yeah, you can. Look, look, you can see right there. Yes. Oh, wow. Hi, people. I see you. Yeah, it's great. Well, at least I was trying to say that you could see yourself sort of spiking in, in audio terms. I, I can't see people on my laptop screen. Can you? Because that's concerning to me if you can. But can you ever see anybody ever? Um, not truly. Not how they really are. I don't think. It's like that thing where, you know, you can't, you can only see the light reflecting off of somebody. Exactly. Right? So we're just seeing the light reflecting off of what seems to be your laptop and... And is, is in fact the disembodied, the disembodied souls of... I was going to say millions. That's ridiculously kind to myself. There's really dozens, only one person. Dozens. There's one person. There's one person, one person above all others. Yeah, we're here to talk about the Macho Man Randy Savage, but before that, before we talk about the Macho Man, yeah, I have several questions for you. Sean, do you hate wrestling? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You're the first guest that I've had to explicitly tell me, yes, you hate wrestling. Why do you hate wrestling? Um, I hate wrestling because in, like, the John Cena era of wrestling that we grew up with. Yes. Um, my brothers fucking loved wrestling. They really fucking loved wrestling. So, okay. I was not particularly athletic. I played baseball. I pitched. But that's like the least athletic You know, You know who else was a pitcher? Who? Macho Man Randy Savage. Fuck yes. I love him <laughs> even more. Okay. So I just have to point out that I hate wrestling. And yes. then recently, I saw this video of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. And I hate wrestling, but watching Macho Man Randy Savage, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. But I love everything about him. He transcends wrestling. He is one of these people that's quote-unquote bigger than life. He's got the it factor, right? You see this guy and you want to see this guy do stuff. Absolutely. I want to see him do everything and nothing. Yeah, nothing means nothing. Yeah, gonna go to the store, gonna get some eggs. Yeah, gotta get some eggs. Yeah, gotta get that protein. Yeah. You wanna see Randy Savage buy his groceries. Yeah, because right? he gets the inflection in his voice like that. He just like <laughs> starts out really low and then everything at once. 
Yep. And just like that's a pretty good. Everything at once is a pretty good summation of Randy Savage, sort of as a personality. So you hate wrestling. You're fascinated by Randy Savage. I fucking love that guy. And but you, I want you your still, shirt. You have yeah, an wonderful. Wearing, yes. My favorite color, first of all, is purple, and you're wearing a purple Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Yeah, and period appropriate too. This is this is peak Macho Man. This is Intercontinental Champion Macho Man. The best. I'm Cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Nobody, truly. So you're saying all this, this effusive praise for Macho Man Randy Savage, I'm assuming having never actually seen him wrestle. Absolutely not. Never. Not even <laughs> once. <laughs> not even once. So you really have no idea what, what to expect here. Absolutely not. Okay, so what? That's a, this is an interesting question. I was going to ask you hate wrestling, do you love crockpots? But we can come back to crockpots later. Crockpots are important. <laughs> They're important. They're very important to me. My mom owns five and I own two. <laughs> okay, okay. So, you hate wrestling, you love Randy Savage, you and love crock pots. you love crockpots. What is it that you expect to see? Everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Everything in the thing. All the, the beginning thing. of eternity, the end of time and space, yeah. I'm, I'm ex- fully expecting him to Ragnarok the shit out of whatever we're going to watch. A little bit, of a, a, little bit of, a, of a spoiler here. This match that we're about to watch is often called in wrestling circles the greatest match of all time. Uh, it's usually considered to be the best WrestleMania match of all time. Now, WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. Got it. It's the culmination of all the storylines of the previous year. So, Like when John Cena and The Undertaker come together and do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is basically my experience with wrestling. Uh-huh. Like we are doing now, we'd be sitting in front of my brother's bed on pillows... About two feet in front of the television, exactly like this, cross-legged yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. My brother's. I have a very serious professional studio, everybody. <laughs> My bro- it's it's great because it's like I'm back in the wrestling arena for me. Yeah, I, we're like there's literally there's delivery pizza on the way. This is it's exactly that. Can I get you some Lucky Charms or something? You know, like, <laughs> all we need is some Slim Jims and some Lucky Charms. Snap in the wig. Exactly. So basically, I was not. I was athletic in the sense that I liked sports, but I liked technical things about sports. I pitched. Right. I, was, I had a fucking sick fastball. Right. But when it came to like being like the meathead, right. my brothers both very quickly became much stronger than me. I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. but both of them became like actual like weightlifting champions. Like they both like broke state records, all right. this other stuff, and they were entirely about the meatheadedness of everything. Right. So I watched John Cena, and I'm like, I like the kind of the character of John Cena and kind of the character of, like, The Undertaker, but after that first part where they all, like, show up, for the wrestling part, I would leave. Mm-hmm. I was interested in that, like, first, like, flashy, like, Sure. But when it came to, like, actually the fighting... The actual hold and counter hold. Yeah. Okay, so... Because it seemed so fake to me. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. That's pretty much what I thought wrestling was. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Sean, today it is not. I'm pretty excited. I today have to we're going to watch a match with a story, and a detailed story, because one of Randy Savage's great strengths as a performer is his focus. So we're going to talk about Randy Savage, the character, and Randy Savage, the performer. Got it. So Randy Savage, the performer, and the character are both incredibly focused, but in different ways. The performer, Randy Savage, remembers very small details of the match that a lot of other performers would forget. 
For example, if he injures his arm, that, that's a story point in the match we're about to watch. He injures his arm, and the performer remembers to constantly shake the feeling back into his arm Got it. throughout the rest of the match. So that is something that I never really understood about wrestling that I think you talked about a little bit in other episodes, but it never really made sense to me. So like, there's like the, the, the character that gets injured or whatever, or like loses their face or something. And then there's the performer that's like, sep like, does every is it understood to like the fan base that those are two different things? The lines get blurred. The lines get blurred because a lot of times the character is a dialed up version of the performer. Okay. And they are not necessarily playing a role because I mean they are playing a role, but it doesn't feel that way because you never see them in a different role. Okay. Right. I got so it. so Chris Pratt. You know, is Chris Pratt because sometimes you see him as Andy Dwyer and sometimes you see him as Peter Quill. Absolutely. Right. So Randy Savage is always Randy Savage. Always. Always. If you if you find him at the airport at three a.m., he's Randy Savage. And just with like the way that he uses his voice, that impresses the shit out of me. Because like just trying to speak like Randy Savage for like fifteen seconds, my throat is already hoarse. Yeah. And like everything you see with this man, like even with, like the inside of his uh, the inside of his throat is made of fucking mahogany it's, it has to be there's no other explanation yeah so that's the distinction between the the performer and the and the and the character performer so the performer is focused because he remembers little details like the fact that his hand is hurt got it the character is focused because he's going to continue on his original game plan even though his hand is hurt wow so you know you see what i'm saying there's 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 multiple multiple layers to this so a different character if he hurt his arm, might switch to the other arm. And then the story might be that, oh, he has to, he's essentially at a disadvantage because he has to use his non-dominant arm as his primary arm for this match. Randy Savage, the character, is so focused on his game plan that he's going to continue using his bad arm because that's the fucking game plan. Oh, wow. So that comes into play in this match. Ricky Steamboat uh, injures his arm on an arm wrench, and that's becomes an issue that Randy Savage continues to go to the well on moves that use his bad arm what a because, boss. because he's just, so focused. He's just like, I don't give a shit if this will like actually destroy me. I will do anything required to destroy... Yeah, and it's not just the determination. It's the fact that this is the plan, yeah, this was the game plan, yeah. He's not great at improvising. Oh, wow. That's, that's something you'll see with Randy Savage. With the exception of his, like, speeches. Right, yes. He... His speech is off the cuff, off the top of his head, glorious. But that's, again, Randy Savage, the performer. We're talking about Randy Savage, the character. Randy Savage, the character, is laser-focused on the thing in front of him, sometimes to his detriment. Got it. That comes into play a couple of times in this match, whereas uh, Ricky Steamboat is more fluid. Okay. He's more uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as Bruce Lee, the other dragon, might say, is like water. Absolutely. Right? He flows. He can counter. He can adapt. Randy Savage, not so much. He comes straight at you the way he was planning to come straight at you. And if you do something different, he's going to continue doing it exactly that way. <laughs> hell be hell high water, that's the way he planned, that's the way he'll execute. Exactly right. All so, right. So that's, uh, that's one of, the, one of the, the definite contrasts between these two guys. So you know something about Randy Savage. Do you know anything about Ricky Steamboat? I mean, we, we can talk about the homework at this point, right? I know that... He looks like Ryu from Street Fighter. He does. He He's... lacks a Hadouken. Yes. And he apparently eats his tongue. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't know that was a thing. I thought that was like a lizard didn't thing. Didn't you see Million Dollar Baby? I, I saw it. I remembered that there was Clint Eastwood in it. Yep. And the lady died. Yes, she swallowed her tongue. Okay. So that's not what happened to Ricky Steamboat. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I don't think that's the thing that happens. Because he was on the floor for like a full minute, like flailing around, but not like so convincingly. Right, he was overselling it a little bit. Uh, so what we're talking about here is the backstory to this match. So I sent you three pieces of homework. One was a match between Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage, wherein... Uh, challenging Randy Savage for his Intercontinental Championship. And then Randy Savage came down with a fucking bell and clocked him with the fucking bell. That was amazing. That yep. was like... I'm sorry. The only other video I've seen like that was like the Donald Trump one with where he's got like the, the chair or whatever. No, yeah. the bell is so much better. To use the actual bell. The ring bell, right. So Ricky Steamboat was, was draped over the guardrail, was trying to catch his breath. His neck was draped over the guardrail, and Randy Savage came off the top rope from the ring, which is a fall of like 20 feet, to crack him on the back of the neck with that ring bell. And according to the announcers, what happened was Ricky Steamboat's uh, larynx was crushed, causing him to almost swallow his tongue. Yeah. So, essentially, for daring to challenge the Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat was sentenced to this... This horrible thing. The bell coming down on him, quite literally. Right, the bell <laughs> the bell tolled for Ricky Steamboat, right? <laughs> so, Ricky Steamboat, the, theor- uh, you know, the thinking was, well, Ricky Steamboat's out of wrestling now. But he comes back. And he challenges Randy Savage again, because that match, I don't know if you know too much about wrestling rules, a championship match can end on pinfall or submit. Well, a title can change hands on pinfall and submission. Okay. If somebody is disqualified, if the match gets thrown out, then... The challenger wins the match, okay. but doesn't win the championship. So he's entitled to a rematch. Got it. If the champion, if the champion gets frustrated and storms out, he loses the match. But keeps the championship. Keeps the championship, but he has lost the match, so the challenger is entitled to a rematch. Cool. So what happened between Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage is that Savage hit him with the ring bell. That's a disqualification. Randy Savage lost that match because he used the weapon against Ricky Steamboat. In, he, in an attempt to drive Ricky Steamboat out of wrestling. But Steamboat came back, and because he won that match, was entitled to another match for the championship. Oh, I did not understand that, like, politics about it. I was just like... And then he started beating up the reporter and everything. I was like, <laughs> I was just, like, confused. Like, oh, yes! That's, I forgot I sent you that one, too, where... He's, uh, he's running around in a... He looks like he's in a panic. And yeah. The backstage interviewer, who's Bruno Sammartino, who was a million-time world champion in the 1970s. Oh, wow. At this point, was retired. And Savage uh, comes in. He's like, Yeah, or any word about Steamboat? Yeah. And, uh... And he's like, so what do you think? What do you think about what happened to Ricky Steamboat? And he goes, Sam Martino was like, you're a slime ball. Like, no, absolutely not. Like, no way. Ricky Steamboat's not interesting. I don't care. Like, Macho Man is like, he's the, he's the one that you've got a pay, like a picture on your wall, a gold frame picture on your wall. It's true. I do I, have that. This, this other guy, is he even a compelling character, Ricky Steamboat? Ricky Steamboat is a nice young man. But, uh, uh. Ricky Steamboat is... As pure as driven snow, and he needs a compelling antagonist for him to be compelling. So you have to you have to have a, a real scumbag across the ring from Ricky Steamboat. So he's great in context. Okay. And he's like, a, and he's a great technician within the ring. I'm sure you'll appreciate some of 
the uh, some of the moves that Ricky Steamboat brings to the table. Okay. But as far as being a character, he can't hold a candle to the Macho He man. didn't seem like very compelling. Like, okay, so I'm prefacing this as I don't watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. I did karate, so honestly, I'll probably be more interested in his actual physical fighting, but from character to character, there's no contest. No, not at all. Randy Savage is, and this is another thing I want to talk about, Randy Savage is essentially the archetypal pro wrestler. Like, if you were going to make a cartoon and have a pro wrestler in it, it's going to essentially be Randy Savage. I mean, he is the macho yeah. man. He is, he's the cream of the crop, yeah. Power of power, too sweet to be sour. Funky <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> I just, love this. Just catchphrases, that fucking voice, the uh, the sequins, the tassels, like the sunglasses, all and of the it. hats, the and hats, everything, They're, the like, robes, the uh, his his uh, manager, Miss Elizabeth, like the, the 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 glamorous woman at his on his arm, and it's uh, all of it, the whole package. It's Randy Savage. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, like I like we said before, I am not into wrestling. Randy Savage transcends wrestling so much mm-hmm. that even though, like, a decade after I had already written off the entire genre, I find out about this guy from the 80s. You saw him out of the corner of your eye. And I'm just enthralled with this man. Like, just his improv for his speeches, the, his commitment to his character, like, just as a showman entirely. Yes, like, yes. he's just, there's, he's like an American hero. <laughs> the American hero. He is. Come on, tell me another American hero in the last like fifty years that is actually higher than the Macho Man Randy Savage. I can't think of anybody. I, there's I, not. I love Randy Savage so there's much. There's not. I'm gonna try. I, I should try to stay impartial, but my 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 reverence for the Macho Man is showing. Because the guy's a, the guy's incredible. Sean, did you have any other thoughts about the homework? Any other thoughts about the homework? I mean, so something that really bothers me about the homework is that there, there's this whole, like, storyline that the Macho Man Randy Savage is supposed to be, like, this slimeball, terrible person, blah, 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 blah. But, like, all of anything else that I can tell from my garbage view of wrestling and Randy Savage and everything else is just he's, like, probably the most human person on television <laughs> since, like... He's like Walter White or something. It's even more human than Walter White. He makes, like, Walter White at the end is a complete sociopath. Like, this guy's, like, compassionate, feel your feelings, love the people, da-da-da-da, and just keep on fighting. Like, well, there are, there, so, so we're talking about, we just, uh, peek behind the curtain here, we just took a break to eat some delivery pizza. It was pretty good, but... Uh, in the meantime, while we were doing that, we watched a snippet of Randy Savage's interview with Arsenio Hall, which was... Who is Arsenio Hall? I, I've seen that guy. Arsenio Hall was a talk show host in the, in the late 80s, early okay, 90s, cool. and a stand-up comic. Oh, wow. So, what we just saw was sort of an older, more uh, mature Randy Savage. Got it. So that Randy Savage has been through some shit. That version of Randy Savage has won a world title, lost a world title. Uh, Won Elizabeth's heart, lost Elizabeth's heart. His manager, Miss Elizabeth. So that Randy Savage has been up and down and has sort of reached a sort of level of emotional maturity that the version of Randy Savage that we're going to see today has not. But is the version of the Macho Man Randy Savage that we watched with Arsenio Arsenio Hall, is that just the character, or is that the character plus 
some other oregano from his life. I think I think there's definitely some oregano there. So that's interesting, and that's something that they don't really do anymore, which is have wrestlers go on talk shows relatively in character. Okay, because so like for instance, like back to John Cena, I saw him recently talk about like, oh, immigrants are pretty good and all this other stuff, but he was really just like himself and was not in character at all. Right. Yeah, so that's what happens nowadays, because the curtain is drawn all the way back. Back then, wrestlers were, if they were going to be on a talk show, they were going to be in character, which means if The Undertaker's on a fucking talk show, he's just going to stand there with his eyes rolled back in his head, and and just saying, rest in peace. Like, that's, that, to me, that's beautiful. I really hated wrestling as a kid, because I was, like, comparing myself to, like, these, like, macho figurines of, like, fake wrestling, but, like... Now that I'm a bit older, I can really kind of relate to this whole, like, building the character for the character's sake, and actually being that performance artist. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, you don't see it when you're a child, but as an adult, if you have some distance, you can definitely see it for the performance art that it is. And if it's done right, you have meta-narratives, you have narratives, you have micro-narratives, like, I talked before about the story of Randy Savage injuring his arm in that match and sticking through it. Then you have the larger narrative of the rivalry between Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. And we also have the meta-narrative of Randy Savage, the character, maturing, which we saw a little bit of Arsenio, where the character who flipped out and tried to kill Ricky Steamboat with a ring bell wouldn't say so, what he said to Arsenio about not giving up and, you know, I've cried a thousand times, I'll cry a thousand more. Like, there are so many levels to this. Okay, so what's next for the Macho Man? What's next for the Macho Man? Well, we're going to rejoin the Macho Man at this point in his life. He's had this Intercontinental Championship for over a year. I want to say about 400 days at this point. So he's, he's flying on cloud nine right now. He's yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. He has turned back all of his challengers. He... Uh, he won the title from Tito Santana, who was uh, one of the great intercontinental champions of all time. He defeated Tito Santana. And Carlos's brother. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Did he actually like take a guitar and beat Tito? I don't know who this guy is. I just Tito, only know Carlos no, Santana. I'm Tito, sorry. Tito Santana. Picture Ricky Steamboat, but Latino. Okay. Just like a nice young man. So like my cousins. You're, cousin, you're sure you're cousins. <laughs> so uh, just with a mullet. Um, he had a, he had a sombrero on the ass of his tights. That, I, there you go. I have, like, three cousins that literally I could describe like that. <laughs> Just really nice feathered mullet, sombrero <laughs> on the ass. So, he, he was a great champion. Randy Savage defeated him. Uh, he defeated him again in some subsequent rematches. So he's the one he took the, the belt from. Yes. Okay. So he took that belt from Tito Santana. He's beaten some other guys in the interim, including Bruno San Martino. Got it. The, the backstage interviewer who used to be a world champion. That tried to beat the shit out of him. For yeah. so well, many well, I love that. I love that because he's... Randy Savage in that homework, he, you know, he comes out and he looks, he looks like he regrets crushing Ricky Steamboat's throat for a second. Oh, yeah. And, and he's and, like, you slimeball, you pig, you whatever. Yeah, because he goes... Because he goes, do, do you feel bad about it? He goes... Oh, I don't feel bad at all. No, I feel really great about what I just did. He goes, you slime ball, you're happy about it? And he grabs him by the lapel and the, uh, people run in to try to pull them apart. So 
world, former world champion Bruno San Martino, who was the Hulk Hogan of the 70s, the John Cena of the 70s, came out of retirement to try to take this title off Randy Savage, could not do it. Oh, wow. So that interview where he confronts Randy Savage backstage happened literally minutes after he tried to crush Steamboat's throat. So wow. he's like trying to get his live thoughts about like, hey, what the fuck happened out there? And Randy Savage is like, yeah, I feel great. So of course San Martino's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. They start throwing hands. San Martino comes out of retirement to try to take the title off of Savage. And fails. Fails. So at this point, he's flying super high. He also had one more challenger in the interim. George the Animal Steel. Do you know who George the Animal Steel is? I have no idea. Just this old fat guy, a lot of body hair, green tongue. Uh, so I'm picturing Andre the Giant with a green tongue. Sort of. Shorter than Andre. Bald. You'll see him in a minute. Got it. But he had developed a crush on Miss Elizabeth. Ooh. Randy Savage. He fucked up. <laughs> right. He fucked up. I'm sorry. That is a terrible move. Right. So Randy is flipping out. Like, stay away from Elizabeth! And this guy's just like... He's like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Like, he's just... It's a very innocent thing. Like, he's not trying to seduce her or, or what all. He's... It's a very childlike sort of infatuation with Miss Elizabeth, but... But Randy Savage is not having nothing to do with it. Right. So, he should be on cloud nine, as you say. But, he's consumed with insecurity. He's afraid of... Of... Uh, George the Animal Steel... Uh, coming after Miss Elizabeth. He's obviously afraid that Ricky Steamboat is able to beat him because the last time, the one time they wrestled before this, Ricky Steamboat came close enough to beating him that he felt compelled to try to crush his throat to try to end his career. So this is, this is, I can see why you're calling this peak wrestling because this really seems like, like, if you take all of the worst qualities of a man and put them together and then make them really strong... That sounds like his position right now. Yes. Yes. And he, I love him for it. Yeah, he's absolutely... In his attempt to be this person, he has driven himself up a tree. He has driven himself to the point where he is behaving in this way. And, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really poetic to me. Absolutely. I'm, I completely agree. A non-wrestling fan, I 100% agree. Because he comes in... He comes in, he's, when, you know, when he first came in, he's on a hot streak, like nobody can touch him, but now he has this championship, and in order to maintain this level, he's essentially losing his grip. On everything. On everything. So, here he is, on the biggest show that they have ever had, WrestleMania 3. And this is the one at Pontiac, Michigan? Yes. Alright. For, for almost 30 years was their, their biggest attendance number of all time. The, this is probably the biggest wrestling show ever. The, the main event is Hulk Hogan versus, versus Andre the Giant. Yes. So this is going on before that. Uh-huh. But it's still an, an immense match, an immense amount of pressure. And here he is defending his championship that he's done everything for I against the one guy that he, he felt was able to beat him and came back from the brink of retirement... Because he will not give up. That is impressive. Okay, so that now the context makes a lot more sense. Now even even Ryu's experience makes more sense in this context. Because really, to me now, he's less of like... I don't find his character so entertaining, but like in context the of story. what it means to Randy Savage and how much he has to lose because this guy's clearly a, a superior fighter. 
Right. Yes, or at least could be. Got it. On any, you know what they always say? It only takes three seconds. Yeah. It only takes three seconds. And, and the it, fact that Macho Man Randy Savage thinks that he could be is more important than if he is or not. Right. Right. Because at a certain point, that means he's already lost the match. Pretty much. Right? Because they're getting into each other's heads and everything. Right. But even though it seems more like he's gotten into his own head. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. Right, but it, he's in his own head. But Ricky Steamboat's also in his head. Ricky Steamboat isn't playing any mind games here. Ricky Steamboat is just here to win. Ricky Steamboat wants to take this championship from Randy Savage and embarrass him on this stage. That's understandable. That's a basic motivation. Yeah. But Randy Savage needs to win this match because otherwise... He's not himself. Right. Exactly right. Otherwise, all of his insecurities are are manifest. Yeah. Everything comes crashing down. He loses everything. And that's why I also sent you this final this final promo. The last words that Randy Savage is saying before the match starts. In the beautiful sequin. The beautiful cape. sequin robe where he's uh, where he's talking about his final feelings. This is right before the match starts. And he says, You can't be with me, no. History beckons the macho man. He's so fixated on this idea that he is destined for greatness that he has to write off Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. He has to write Clearly, off this challenge because he has to embody this greatness. Because otherwise he's not himself. Right. And, and, and Ricky Steamboat himself, in his words for Randy Savage, promises that he will come away with the championship belt and see New Horizons. Wow. That's deep. So Ricky Steamboat wants this championship so that he can reach this new plateau in his career. He's not doing it for his own ego. He's not doing it because he needs it. He's doing it because it's the next step for him. He knows that he can be this champion and he wants to be that champion, but it's not about rubbing it in Randy Savage's face. Unlike some of the other right, and, obvious... Right, and Randy Savage, meanwhile, has to beat Steamboat because he's still, in this moment, Steamboat is concerned with himself. Yes. He's concerned with self-actualizing. Yes. In winning this championship to reach the next stage in his career. Randy Savage is focused on keeping Ricky Steamboat down and keeping this challenger away from him and making sure that he stays a step above Ricky Steamboat. And yes. that's where their mindsets are as this match is going forward. Got it. High stakes. High stakes. All right, let's do it. Are we ready? I'm completely ready. All right. Right away, get a load of that crowd. That is pretty big. That, that is enormous. And the, the like ring 90, is so tiny. Like 93,000 fans. Oh my god. Were there still people living in Detroit at this point? <laughs> there were. Most of them living in this arena. So I love these I love these little forklift uh, rings that they take them out in the ring. Is that common? These little No, no. Things? This was a WrestleMania 3 exclusive. Oh, wow. So uh, if you're not watching along at home, everybody... What we're seeing now is Randy Savage and his uh, and his lovely manager Miss Elizabeth. Look at that! You know, in the red, white, and blue forklift yes. ring coming to the ring. Right, and I wanted to point this out too. Look at how he's shimmering. Yeah, he has more shimmer than any other person, including his wife manager, who's got so many diamonds on her, on her neck and every other part of her body. But he looks so much like a star that he's literally, it looks like he's covered in stars because it's the strobe lights, it's the camera flashes, and each one of these sequins, he just, it cuts such an incredible figure. This is peak America right here, definitely. He's got the <laughs> red, white, and blue sequins. This is stars and stripes and all of, 
all of the things that I love about this country. Just like <laughs> being as gaudy as humanly possible. It's like it's like the Star Spangled Banner. Most of the time, people can't sing it. But when that one person can, they fucking nail it. And that's what he's doing right now. He, Just like... He really is. He's Okay, so now we're, we're, we're cutting back uh, to the backstage area a little bit. Um, we're looking at, at Ricky Sneeboat in his Ryu headband. I, I seriously feel like I can just play him on Street Fighter right now. He really, he, he is that sort of character. He's very serious about it. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's saying, pointing to us. He's, he's talking to, to Randy Savage. The, the minutes, the seconds we have reached our moment, there can be only one winner. And so he is... I feel like I'm watching Kung Fu watching him. Like, the fact that I can't hear him, yes. I definitely feel like I'm watching Kung Fu. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. So, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, no, just this is... Like, there, like he's like, oh, I'm okay, whatever. People are looking at me. He's got this... Who's this fat, bald guy? That is George the Animal Steel. There you go. So George the Animal Steel is out there in Ricky Steamboat's corner. Green. With the green tongue. So I said Ricky Steamboat wasn't playing any mind games. Maybe he is a little bit. Because George Steele has a pre-existing beef with Randy Savage. Yes. Which we talked about. But also we know that he has a thing for Miss Elizabeth. So maybe this move was intended to take Randy off his game a little bit. Oh, because definitely. if George Steele is at ringside, there's no way Randy's going to be 100% focused on this match. Oh, yeah, because he has to watch his, his wife. Yes, because she might leave him for Georgie Animal Steel. <laughs> no, but actually, so is he in the character? Is he also married as a character, or is it only just like the manager as a character? The They're married in real life at this point. The characters are not yet married. Their relationship is professional at this point. But the implication is that they are in love with each other. Got it. So he's so it, it definitely is a is a mind game because like there's no this other guy Ricky Steamboat's clearly so focused and he's not he doesn't have to talk to anybody really he did his little shouting. He's very laser focused and and Randy Savage is laser focused too, but in a different way. Mostly the lady in the dress. Come on, like how could you not pay attention to that? Yeah, Miss Elizabeth is uh is something else. Okay, so. You have to pay attention to the, the body language of Randy Savage. Just his hands. He is so physically dynamic. This is impressive. Like, he just jumping at him like, like he's an like animal. A, yeah, he's like an animal. You can just get this energy on, on Savage. Like, immediately jumps out to the floor and is trying to micromanage where Elizabeth is standing because he felt like maybe George Steele was a little too close. But... So is he, is this, the match is currently going on right the now? The match is going on. Like I said before, he has 10 seconds to get back in the so ring. So that was 10 seconds, just to, to move his wife from one side to the other side. Right, because he's afraid of what George Steele might do. Oh, wow. Because he's over here, huh? Yep. Ricky Steamboat what? with these beautiful, sliding through the legs, beautiful what? arm drags. And a double choke lift. So at this point, Steamboat has 100% smoked Randy Savage physically. In the in the opening moments, Savage got the worst of that exchange by far. Yeah, definitely. Like and he's just coming at him like a beast, but not with no with focus, but like uh like like poorly planned haymakers. And this other guy, he just coming through it. Although right now that he he's not doing so well. The he he's getting his face back against the rope. 
Right. I'm just waiting for the bell again. Oh, shit! Oh, wow. He just got knocked on the floor and everything? This is... Un- so, so, what Savage just did there, keep in mind, Steamboat is coming back from a neck injury. Yeah. Savage just uh, slammed his throat against that top cable. Yeah. So, he's, he's trying to kill that larynx again. He's targeting the throat. He is ruthless. So, what we're seeing right now is Randy Savage was able to take control by taking a shortcut, right? Uh, he rolled out of the ring. Steamboat followed him. Here we go. This is the moment Ooh. where, uh, this is the moment where the the arm injury comes into play. So was he injured arm before this? No. So oh, no, this is not good. This is not going to end well for Randy Savage. So what Steamboat has done, he he did an arm wrench and then he pulled Savage's arm over the top rope, much the way Savage did to his throat. Yes. So. That's that's going to be Steamboat's game plan going forward is to is to work on the arm of Randy Savage. And is Randy Savage left-handed? Um, I'm not sure if he's left-handed because he's really going after that left arm. Well, that's the smart thing to do is to pick a body part and go with it because if you damage that body part, look at that. See it? Yeah, he he can't. He's like really hurting him. Oh no! He's he's shaking the arm, and this is what I'm talking about. The performer, Randy Savage, is going to remember that. Yeah, and he's, the, every single throw afterwards, he's he's like really holding himself, like holding onto that arm. Right, and the character Randy Savage is going to continue to use the injured arm because that's the fucking game plan. That's nuts. Because he can't he can't think on the fly the way that Ricky Steamboat can. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's isn't that beautiful? Such a beautiful, such a great little uh, a great little wrinkle. So when he, when he kicks him out of the ring like that. Is if he keeps him out of the ring too long, does that mean that, that he gets dis- he gets disqualified? Like the yeah, Steamboat has ten seconds to get back in the ring. Okay, so so Macho Man's look at look at that. He's using his bad arm, arm to pick him up from the head. And you see the grimace on his face oh, when and he, he just hit him with the left arm. And now right, and again he's hurting himself to hurt everyone else. Yep, this is so quintessentially American. Yep, and where did he hit him with the elbow? Throat, right on the throat. Yep. He's such a piece of shit. Look at these look at these horrible kicks. This is amazing. Right to the shoulder. But this this just reminds me of actually fighting with my brothers. <laughs> Except I was the I was Ricky Steamboat. At least you weren't George Steele. Yeah. Again, look at the grimace on his face as he continues to use the injured arm. He can't he he looks like he's so although at this point Ricky Steamboat's been getting the shit kicked out of him for a, a solid minute. Yeah. It's really Randy Savage that looks like he's getting clearly slower with every single move. Right. Well, in, in one sense, he could be wearing himself out in an attempt to... Maybe he's afraid that if he can't put Steamboat down fast, he won't be able to put him down at all. That could be it. And it could also be that he's trying to slow the pace. Because if you have your opponent down, what uh, is there much worth to exerting yourself... You know, if your opponent's on the mat, you should rest. Got Keep it. them down. Oh! oh no, now, now, now it's turning around real hard. Yeah, so Steamboat has managed to use his environment to trap Randy Savage's arms in the ring ropes. And only one of them is a good arm at this point. Right. And the so, referee's trying to get Savage out. Again. Pulling him by the hair. Like, he doesn't even... He doesn't even give two shits about tact. No. <laughs> that's, that is 100% true about Randy Savage. And again, 
You know, you may have been right about, uh, look at these quick pins. What? These shoulder blocks, just driving them to the ground. You know, you, ooh. All with that jump. But his legs are still okay. So, his, yeah. so he, he's pretty quick with his legs, but that, those, the arm motions are every time getting slower. Yep. So I think, I think your hypothesis may have been correct. Ricky Steamboat skinning the cat to get he back in. He jumped right back in. Yep. Oh, but a clothesline to the throat. Oh. And he's back to the floor. But I think you might be right that Randy Savage is maybe starting to panic. He doesn't want Ricky Steamboat to get back up to his feet. Because what happened as soon as Ricky Steamboat got up to his feet? Screwed. Totally screwed. He's got... He has this incredible ability to build momentum. Yeah. That Savage doesn't seem to have. Savage seems to have a good ability to control the pace of the match, but when the match gets away from what him... What the fuck? There's no way that's allowed. <laughs> he has kicked him into the fucking crowd. <laughs> well, and the referee is, is the now yelling at him. pissed about it. But uh, in Randy's defense, if he doesn't get back in the ring in ten seconds, then he wins the match. So now, now Captain Gorilla... <laughs> George is, the Animal. ...is pulling him out... But he, this is, there's no way. This has definitely been more than 10 seconds. He's, he's Well, maybe, I think, I think the referee spent several seconds yelling at Randy Savage. He so didn't he, start he counting. So, so it's not like a clock time. No, the referee is... referee's the, counting 10. Right, the referee's job is to count to 10. Ah. And throws him out to the floor again. Again. So, in, in World Wrestling Federation, unlike yeah. regular wrestling, your job is to really just get him out of the ring... Well, no. I mean, that's one way to win this match. Um, you can win by... Randy Savage can keep this title a number of different ways. But Ricky Steamboat can only win the title by pinning Randy Savage or making him give up. So, really, at this point, Randy Savage throwing him out of the ring is really indicative of the fact that he's so insecure with himself that he sees the only way that he can win him is if he fights dirty. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, and he's been fighting dirty since the beginning. Got it. So that should tell you everything you need to know about both of these guys. Did, was Randy Savage fighting this dirty to other matches before? Uh, he was never afraid to fight dirty, but it was never something he went to right away. Right from the get-go. Like, right. right from the offset. He was pulling his hair, throwing him off, and all of like the things that it just seemed like, like they're not allowed. Oh, again! That, he just keeps going after the throw. Yeah, which is good strategy. It's a horrible thing to do to a person, but it's such it's such good strategy. Because at least when like Ricky Steamboat does it, it's his arm. Like you can you can recover from an arm injury. But right. And the other one could be actual death. Yes, and he never tried and Randy Savage tried to kill Ricky Steamboat with the ring bell. Ricky yeah. Steamboat never tried to kill Randy Savage by hitting him in the arm. Like Randy oh, Savage wow. is definitely uh he has put himself into a position where he's becoming a monster right here. Yeah. And just look at the grimace on his face. Oh, Simo blocks it. Strikes. Oh, this no. Is... This is, he's, there's no way. He's, he's so tired at this point. There's, I don't see him coming back. Oh, he's picking him up. But, oh, suplex. But still, it's not... Before, the, those moves were so much more fluid. Yep. And you can see... Randy Savage isn't hooking the leg on these pins. Yeah. He's not exerting himself to try to hold Steamboat down. He's... Oh, he tried the same move again. And it didn't work. It didn't, nope. Now he's deflecting and, 
and now he's on the receiving end. Right. So again, this is what Randy Savage has been trying to prevent: is Ricky Steamboat having. Oh, and the tables turn again. Oh as, shit! As Randy Savage gets thrown to the and outside. People love it. So actually, yep. at this point, people really like Ricky Steamboat. Yes, but this is important. Randy Savage just got thrown to the outside. Randy Savage can keep that title if Ricky Steamboat gets counted out, but if Ricky Steamboat wants to win this championship... He needs him back. He needs to go and get Randy Savage back into the ring. He can't afford to stay inside the ring and recover. Oh, wow. So Ricky Steamboat is at a disadvantage in a number of ways. So now it's his job to get him back in the ring. Yep. So Savage is back in the ring. Steamboat up top. With a flying karate chop. And it looked like it took hardly any effort. Like, it, like oh. Randy Savage is pretty much done. But he got his foot on the bottom rope. If, you, uh, if, you, if your legs or arms touch the ropes during a pin attempt, the pin has to be broken. Oh, wow. So you just need to get as close to the ropes as you can. Right. At all times. Yep. Oh. Look at these chops. But, but he can't even deal with it anymore. He's just getting really creamed. He's just on, the, on all fours. Like... Yeah, this is, he, he appears to be, this appears to be a mismatch. This appears as though Ricky Steamboat has conditioning that Randy Savage can't match, basically. Absolutely. Basically, which is, I think, what he feared from the beginning, which is why he was trying to end this as quickly as possible. Which, when you see the context of the two men's hair, like, just, <laughs> like... The Steamboat is still pretty well quaffed. And you Here see we the go. bald spot coming. One, two, oh, and... Oh, he, he just barely got out, though. But he didn't... He wasn't able to force his way out. He managed to kick Steamboat in the ear. Yeah. And he missed... There's, there's, everything else he's doing at this point is just trying to either, like, delay the inevitable. Yeah, and look at this. Steamboat has so many different pinning combinations. Has he tried to pin Savage the same way twice? No. And Randy Savage has pretty much used the same... Yep, just the same basic falling on top of him. He just tried three different pinning... Combinations in succession. Now a big slam. Oh no, this is... And now... Ooh. Savage... Hanging off the ropes. Yep. Just, Savage is dead on his feet here, and again... Oh no, one, and he two, fell oh. back into him. But he, he kicked him in the ear again. <laughs> he just... Did he took, just punch the ref? He just took a swing at the referee. One, two... And, oh, oh pulled, he, got, he got out. Okay. Well, he pulled Steamboat's tights like a piece of shit. I didn't see that. That's... He did. That's a that's a cheap move. But, yeah, he took a swing at the referee because if he punches the referee, he's disqualified and he gets to keep his title. So it's just really, he's just at the end of his rope. Yep. Well, now he's pulling at his tights again. Yep. And and pulled him in such a way that Steamboat, man, you know, he stumbled and hit the uh, hit his, his shoulder against the ring post. So Savage, it feels like he dodged a bullet just there. Because Steamboat was building up so much momentum. But again, like... Although right now, Ricky Steamboat's not looking too hot. Like, no. he's really... He's taking some damage, too. Oh, shit. Oh. And he hit right into the ref! Savage, yeah. Oh, no! So the ref looks like he's knocked out. Yeah, so Savage, on purpose, threw Steamboat into the referee. So what happens now? Like, there's no ref. What this means is that Savage has a couple of minutes to do whatever the fuck he wants. So he needs to... But if he relaxes, then Ricky Steamboat also relaxes. Yeah, but what if he decides to just go get the ring bell or whatever? Oh, here he is, his signature move, the atomic shit. elbow off the top. Oh, shit, right into the throat. Yep. But, oh, no. But, this is what I'm talking about. He but, doesn't know how to plan. 
He can't think on the fly. He threw Ricky Steamboat into the referee out of desperation, and but the now the referee out. is knocked out, and he can't count the pin. Oh my god. He's, he's terrible planning. This is absolutely terrible planning. This is exactly like fighting with my brother. Yep, and... He, again. he wants the game bell. Yes. He's trying to do the same move again. Are you serious? <laughs> back, uh, back up to the top. Oh no! Now the gorilla is after him. Uh, George, George Steele just took the uh, took the ring bell from him just to ensure that he couldn't use it but, against. But the problem is now he's fighting literally everyone, so he's not fighting the one person. No, he, he should be. The focus is the focus is is so gone. The focus was supposed to be on beating Ricky Steamboat, but the focus is now on winning at all costs, and it's costing him. But this whole time now, Ricky Steamboat's literally been just taking a nap. Like, yep. just getting better. And he catches Randy on the way down. One, two, three, and that's the end of the match. Oh my god. Ricky Steamboat is your new Intercontinental Champion. Randy Savage, I think you'd be hard-pressed to disagree that he beat himself here. Yeah, no, Absolutely. In, in just like our country, and fighting everyone, you fought yourself. Yeah, and look, you see the look on Miss Elizabeth's face, forlorn, because she knows how much this means to him. And it clearly means something to her, too. Yeah, it's going to be an unpleasant drive home and for the two of them. Many times. <laughs> yep, and... It seems like the gorilla guy is more excited about it than, uh, than Ricky Steamboat. Well, Ricky, Ricky's... Uh, he's, he's a little exhausted. Randy Savage... Did you see the little shot of him, like, yeah. just hands on his head? Just, you're fucked, you fucked. Just, like, horrified. And here's uh, Steamboat just triumphantly holding that title over his head as they get into their little forklift ring. Yeah. <laughs> and get taken back out. He hugs George the Animal Steel, shows he's a good dude. Shows he's, uh... He's got a good heart. So in a way, this is like good triumphing evil. Yes. Yep. Although, having said that, and even having said that match, I have no warm feelings about Ricky Steamboat. Like, he just does not seem as human. Like, his his motivations don't seem as human. He just, right. He seems like a good guy, but like... Right. A good guy with no story. Right. He's not, uh, he's not a fully formed human being the way that Randy Savage is. And look at this. Now we see Randy Savage and Elizabeth, and this is the last, the last image we're going to see, sort of in contrast to when he came in on this, on this ring platform, you know, shining like a star. They're, they're, he's just crying, I think, being pelted with trash. Yeah. And even the spotlight fades, and they recede into the darkness. That's, that's What kind poetic. of visual poetry is that shit? It's a it's a traditional Greek tragedy right here. That's I I that it's literally his own doing. That was amazing. I was completely wrong to have thought that wrestling was about like technically like here's two people actually fighting it out for some reason. But like it was just pure poetry, just like seeing this whole thing where here's a man at the top of his game. We always have this like thought that like if I just make this position this amount of money this amount of whatever that i will truly be the best that i can be and here's a man who's literally got just about everything that he could ever want okay it's not the world champion but it's an intercontinental champion right it's so a, it, like it's a step on the way he's one step from the best wrestler in the wwf 
In the world, theoretically. In on the, the world. planet. On the planet. He's just one shy step away. He really should be, as we would think he would be, riding high. But clearly, that's when all the securities come, and insecurities come, and just come to bite him in the ass in every possible way. Yes. It really makes me feel like how... It, he seems like America as a man. Like, really, like, what are we doing right now in the world? We are trying to fight everybody out of this idea that, like, America should come first. So we're fighting people that are our friends at this point. Yes. And out of this weird, deranged idea of, like, what champion even means. Like, I don't even know... It looked like it halfway through, it doesn't even seem like he had any concept of what champion meant anymore. He just, like, I need this so bad that I will lose everything for it. Yes. And he did, in fact. And even when he had the opportunity to pin him down for the three seconds he needed to, he fucked himself. Yes. Royally fucked himself. Like, he actually did pin him, and still. He had, the, he had a visual pin, what we call a visual pin. He hit his, his death move. Yeah. The, the atomic elbow drop off the top rope. Nobody kicked out of the atomic elbow drop. That was a surefire death move. Yeah. But... The way he set it up was by throwing Ricky Steamboat into the referee. Yeah. So, no planning. No, so he sacrificed, he threw everything away in order to get his one shot. He was wearing his proverbial sunglasses. He could not see more than a foot in front of him. No. No. And that's, that's what I was saying. Randy Savage, the performer, very focused on remembering. Because how, how often did that arm come back into play? Every he never, time. Every time he grabbed him with that bad arm, he never forgot to grimace. Incredible. But, Randy Savage, the character, so laser-focused on what was right in front of him that he couldn't keep... It. You know, a match has so many variables. They're constantly shifting. He was so focused on what was immediately in front of him that he wasn't able to adapt, and he wasn't able to wrestle the smart match that he needed to to beat this challenger. You really could not get more American than that. Absolutely. Like, I love this man. Like, this, like, he lost this match, and I just love him even more. Because it, it, all of us are like that. Every single one of us are a Macho Man Randy Savage in some way. Yes. There's a Macho Man inside each of us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I agree that there's something very human about Randy Savage. That there isn't necessarily about Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat seems like a nice guy. Yeah. By all accounts, is a very nice guy. He should he should have won and rightfully did. Yes. Against was, all odds, even. He was the better man on this night. But the macho man was the more interesting man. He yeah. was the more real man. Uh, and I don't mean real man in like a John Wayne sense. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean real man in a sense that... The opposite of John Wayne. Right. He's more, he's more flawed. He's more textured. And he's more interesting to watch because of it toxic masculinity yes. like what could possibly be more toxic masculinity with the air quotes uh -huh. than the world wrestling fan federation oh well yeah randy savage is one what we saw here this behavior was 100 percent toxic absolutely it absolutely was and it bit him in the ass that's the story of this match and that's the story of this character arc because we saw him later we yeah. saw him reflecting on his life yes and we saw him clearly more at peace with himself so, I guess that's my next question, is where do you think Randy Savage went from here? Um, I mean, clearly he 
lost whatever he thought he did, and I would assume that he would come back and double down, and really and try to do like a a retribution arc. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't assume that he would fight the same way. So, Randy Savage went away for a little while. As he would expect. Right. And Ricky Steamboat actually had, by the time that Randy Savage came back, Ricky Steamboat had already lost the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, wow. So, that story was kind of over. The next step in Randy Savage's career was to become world champion. Yeah. So, he did that. He, but he had to get the Intercontinental first. No, he, he never was Intercontinental champion again. Okay. He was he was destroyed by this, obviously. So he had to go right for Hulk Hogan. He went Yeah, but Hulk Hogan had actually lost to Andre the Giant under sketchy circumstances. Okay. So, one year to the day after this, at WrestleMania 4, they did a tournament. Yes. A one-night tournament. 16-man tournament. And was there this many people? At the at WrestleMania four, not quite as many. Okay, but Randy Savage won. Wow, uh, he won. He won the world heavyweight championship, and you know Hulk Hogan came out and congratulated him, and then they were friends and partners for a little while. Ultimately, jealousy blew that up again, and he wound up losing the title to Hulk Hogan. He turned. You have to right. He turned into a villain again, and his whole his whole career was sort of repeatedly reaching a new height, being then, consumed by insecurity. And then losing it all. Losing it all, and then fighting his way back up. And, and what could you not... What's not likable about that? Like, really? Like, who doesn't experience that in their own life? Yes. And ultimately, he kind of became this figure, more of an archetype than a character, after a certain point. After a certain point, people stopped wanting to boo Randy Savage. Because clearly they were booing him here. Yes, yes. He was hated here. But after a certain point, why would you boo Randy Savage? Like, by the point that he's on Arsenio Hall, you're kind of like, okay, I'm on his side. Yeah. And this is the point where he signs on to to do the Slim Jim commercials. (laughs) The post-Slim Jim era. Yeah, yeah. I I described this to you before as the the pre- and post-Slim Jim era of Macho Man Randy Savage, where... In the beginning, he's this consummate performer. And after he kind of signs on to the Slim Jim things and becomes... He kind of becomes a broad strokes version of himself. Okay. and I can definitely see that. And they, they sort of... He loses some of the texture. Okay. And he reaches this point where he's an ambassador now. You know, he's an ambassador for the brand. He's an ambassador for the sport. And he does things like goes on Arsenio and, and, and reflects on his, his sort of crazier days. But it works as part of the narrative, in a way. But like, you miss, you miss the dynamism of the younger, hungrier, more brutal Randy Savage. He's not as strong from a performance standpoint, but it's satisfying to see him in this position. Because all of that work pays off when, yeah. you, see, when you see that guy, dressed as he is, sitting on the couch with Arsenio, talking frankly about his, his feelings and his shortcomings and the challenges that he's faced in his life... That that all feels like, even though the Arsenio Hall show is like half character, half performer, it doesn't necessarily feel that way because of how long we've been with this character and how we've sort of traced his arc. And you can definitely see that. And then 
what got me into this character was his interviews and the way that he is with them. So it definitely, and I, I get it. I guess now that I can understand it, I've only seen the post fallen. Yes. Macho man. Yeah. It's, it's post fall, post rise, post fall, post rise a yeah. uh, hundred times. But it's, uh, it's definitely, there's this point where he's sort of galvanized into this pop culture figure. And from that point on, the original version of Randy Savage, this this version that we saw here, kind of goes away. But it's replaced by, by something else, and I think that has value too, which is Randy Savage as more of a pop culture figure than Randy Savage as a top-shelf physical performer, which, if that makes sense. Which doesn't... Which would nev- if you would have asked me ten years ago what I would have thought that the point of wrestling was, I would have definitely thought it was just to be the top physical performer. But I can now say wholeheartedly that I think that was actually completely irrelevant here. Right. For my love of the Macho Man. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the story was... The, the story of any match is who's the superior athlete. Yeah. But the magical thing about wrestling is that you can add a hundred other narratives into that. Whether it's something as simple as an arm injury or it's something as big as somebody's career-long difficulties with insecurity. Like, all of that can play into this match. This this 20-minute window. Yeah. Into two people's lives. It's very method. It's amazingly method. Like, I would have never thought that, like, where to look for great performance art is in not just how wrestlers are in the ring, but, like, how they are as people in life in their interactions with the outside world. Yeah, it's it's something else. That's amazing. So then my follow-up question is, do you hate wrestling? Not anymore, honestly. <laughs> like, it, given how, how layered and contextualized it can be in certain ser- scenarios, good wrestling, and this, I would say, is good wrestling. Yes, this is very good wrestling. This, I wouldn't show you bad wrestling. The, in this situation, it's amazing. This has been another episode of I Hate Wrestling. Thanks to the Novas for my theme song, The Crusher. Thanks to Corinne Dodenhoff for my wonderful, wonderful logo. Thanks to Sean for being my guest today. Sean, are you still here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First, oh, yeah, of the show. Um, <laughs> so, Sean, you said you listened to... 1.5 of my previous episodes in preparation for this, this <laughs> momentous event. Uh, so, you probably know what's coming. Sean, if you were going to be a wrestler, what would your character be? I should have thought about that, right? <laughs> that, that was clearly going to be a question. Um, so, if I was going to be a wrestler, yes, I really love the Mexican luchadores. Yes! And... They're, so I'm Mexican, if I haven't made that already clear, but like Mexican-American. So I would be a luchador that also does taekwondo for some stupid reason. <laughs> because like, there's, because I really, from like a fighting style, I definitely relate more to like Ricky Steamboat with like the, I actually did go through to become the black belt in karate and everything else. And the fighting style will be more that, but the showmanship, of the luchador and like having like more channeling like a like a macho man Randy Savage version of a luchador where wearing the cape and 
being that character till come hell or high water. Like, it definitely... I would say something about that. And maybe there would or wouldn't be, like, a some, like, Spanish guitar before every time that I go on stage. <laughs> or just something ridiculous. Sp- or- Spanish guitar and also, like, uh, one of those Chinese harps. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Bring at, all the instruments. just At the same time? Everything. Everything. So I would say something like that. Um, and the name, I have no idea. It was, there was a radio show in Arizona that they had this thing called Last Character Standing. Yes. That they made... Cold Stone Steve Austin. <laughs> was he likes ice cream? No, he was the, he was supposed to be the guy working at Cold Stone, but he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. So So every, so it was just like a it's like what? You want a scoop of vanilla? What? Scoop of chocolate? What? Scoop of strawberry? What? That kind of Exactly. Okay. Quite quite literally okay. that. And you got the, the voice right down. <laughs> I, I I it's it's a very low level superpower that I have. One of my favorite Steve Austin truths is that these days he has a podcast. He's constantly talking about groceries. That's great. Because he's a... My favorite episode is one where he's like, Trader Joe's, I like your produce. I can't get a parking space. Trader Joe's, gotta get a bigger parking space. I'm so cold, Steve Austin. Drive a big pickup truck. I'm trying (laughs) to buy your produce. I can't get a parking space. So he's just like the action Bronson of like (laughs) ex-wrestlers. And my other favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin episode is the one where he had Kevin Nash on, who was, uh, he was a, a very tall guy, seven feet tall. He was, he played Super Shredder. Yeah. But he's on, he was on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast one time, and Steve Austin asked him, now Kev, you're a big guy, talking about toilet paper, you buy for comfort or volume. What? (laughs) That's amazing. How do you come up with that? (laughs) That, Well, he's really interested in groceries. And... And Nash is talking about, well, he was also Magic Mike. Okay. And he's like, like well, you know, I was Magic Mike. Like, I, they had me on this protein diet, so I had to go through a lot of, of toilet paper. Clearly. And, and Stone Cold goes on to say, well, you know, my problem with toilet paper is I like, a, I like a soft toilet paper, but I got a brand I got to protect, so I can't get anything with bears on it. I can't get anything with angels or babies <laughs> on it. So why doesn't he get wipes at this point? I don't know. Like, at what point do you just stop with the toilet paper? Because he's clearly chafing just for bland, brand loyalty. What's wrong with... I'm sorry, Cold Stone Steve Austin. Like, get a bidet at some point. He's a millionaire. He can afford a bidet. He can afford a gold-plated bidet. With, like, all of, like, the, the fancy features. Basically accoutrement. Seriously, they could, they could play an, like an orchestrated version of, of his, his in, of his theme song. Of his theme song, it's like that's a flush, flush. <laughs> his bootleg Rage Against the Machine theme song. You have to come on. I'm sorry that that's toxic masculinity in a nutshell. You think Randy Savage would use a bidet? You think Randy Savage would use toilet paper with, with cuddly bears on it? I think ma- the macho man Randy Savage is open to op- to feeling all of the human experience. And part of that... Including, I, including rectal chafing? Including... No, absolutely not. I think he's, in, I think he's open to, to rectal cleanliness. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that... <laughs> that Macho Man Randy Savage has a clean asshole. 
No question. No question. guy fucking alice cooper why is he here <laughs> because snakes just snakes that's the why well, so so the guy the guy there on the left is jake the snake roberts so alice cooper just has to be there in solidarity right okay yep that's fair